Well, good morning, my dear friends. Our Gospel lesson this morning concerns the preaching of John the Baptist. We know that John the Baptist was a prophet of God, one sent to prepare the way for the Lord, Jesus the Messiah. This was made plain last week in the Gospel reading. But who are prophets? In the present day, we usually associate prophecy with foretelling the future. We think of persons who are clairvoyants or forecasters of the weather. And in my past life, I was an economist and I engaged in a bit of economic forecasting, but that certainly didn't make me a prophet. <clears throat> in fact, none of these things qualify for prophecy in the biblical sense. Such modern understandings can be a bit of an obstacle to understanding biblical prophecy. Prophets are quite simply persons through whom God speaks. Persons through whom God speaks. That's really very profound. Many times and in many instances, they are predictive. They're predictive of consequences to individuals, to whole peoples, even to whole nations for straying from the way that God has commanded us to live, encountering a prophet can be really disturbing. In fact, it can be downright jarring. Prophets are not usually very popular in their own time and frequently incur the wrath of the establishment. And that was certainly the case with John because Herod had him executed later on. We know that John was a very highly effective preacher because many hundreds, even thousands of people followed him, heard his message, and presented themselves for baptism for the repentance from their sins. But imagine starting a sermon the way John did in the Gospel reading this morning. You brood of vipers. Now, none of us are John, but I can't imagine anything that's more likely to absolutely blow up the phone of the rector or the senior warden than if I got up here and began a sermon that way. Don't worry, I have no idea of doing that. I will confess, however, that I've spoken to a couple of faculty meetings and maybe more than a couple of legislative committee hearings where I thought that was really the appropriate beginning. What message does John the Baptist have for us? What does it have to do with us today? How does it relate to the coming of Jesus, the long-expected Jesus, whom we now await ourselves in this season of Advent? John tells the crowd to bear the fruits of repentance. To this mostly Jewish audience, he says not to rely on the fact that they're descendants of Abraham. Now, since the earliest times, many Jews considered that the covenant of Abraham somehow entitled them to God's salvation. But John rejects this. In effect, he redefines the covenant to include all who truly believe. He does this by noting that God could create children of Abraham even from the stones. Further, it is only by fruitful living, obedience to God's commandments, bearing those fruits which God expects of faithful people, the rejection of sinful living, and true repentance that makes one truly a child of Abraham. 
This message needs to be heard by all of us who are baptized Christians. We cannot rely on our cherished religious heritage. Rather, all are called to fruitful and obedient living. All are called to reject the ways of sin and to genuinely and truly repent of those sins. Then there's the image of the axe laying at the foot of the tree. Now clearly, that was very disturbing to these people who heard it. And it's disturbing to us even today. It prefigures a parable that occurs later on in the book of Luke in the 13th chapter, in which Jesus relates the story of a farmer who is talking to his overseer. And he says, I'm going to give you one more year to water and fertilize and care for this fig tree, which hasn't borne any fruit. And if it doesn't bear any fruit next year, we're going to cut it down. We know that in this crowd there were everyday people, but also some of the hated tax collectors, agents of Rome, who were notorious for cheating people. And soldiers, the main instrumentality of the detested Roman occupation, sometimes given to taking cruel advantage of occupied populations. Yet all had come to hear John, and all presented themselves for baptism. They cried out to John, What should we do? How can we go on? How do we achieve a right relationship with God? How do we show true repentance? What are the fruits of true repentance? Now John answers by issuing a strong call to something we call social justice. If you see people in need, help them. We should not put our own greed, our own grasping desires for more, our own excuses and our own excesses ahead of those who are less fortunate than us. We are to share the abundance that God has provided to us. We are not to cheat another person or use our position of strength to take advantage of one who is weaker or has less influence who is unable to defend himself. Provide for the poor. Give assistance to the less fortunate. Help those who are weak or sick or hungry. These are the fruits of true repentance. This message echoes and rebounds to us down through the ages even today. It was the theme of most all the prophets of God, not only John the Baptist, but almost all the prophets. And we must take heed. Social justice, in former times that was called the social gospel. Some denominations today call it the preferential option for the poor. If you read the headlines, it seems that these days in our country, social justice is not very popular in some circles, even in some religious circles. Now I must commend the people of this congregation. In my short association with you, I have seen many, many examples of your care and sharing. The first major one I saw was at Thanksgiving when you distributed what I thought was an astounding amount of food to a number of people. And you continue to do those kinds of things. And I commend you for it. Such as these that we see in this place are the true fruits of right living and true repentance. Then finally, John declares emphatically that he is not the Messiah. 
the more powerful and the Holy One is yet to come. Something new is on the horizon. There will be a great change. Things will be radically different in the future. God is about to intervene in human history. And God will provide us with the means of salvation. This is, after all, the great hope of humanity, proclaimed all those years ago by John the Baptist, the prophet, the one whom, through whom God speaks. Jesus is coming. He's coming for us in this Advent. He will redeem us and heal us and rescue us from our sin if we but open our hearts to Him. Amen.